finding a specific grave in most cemeteries can be like finding a needle in a haystack. There are rows and rows of stones that look essentially the same. But even in the most mundane cemetery, there are always a couple of ornate grave markers, beautiful statues or unique sculptures. I've been to a cemetery that's full of those kind of gravestones. There's a stone race car. There's a giant soccer ball. There's beautiful details everywhere. It's a sculpture garden, but it's also a cemetery. A cemetery created by and for master stone cutters and sculptors. I'm David Plotz, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're heading up to Hope Cemetery in Barry, Vermont, where sculptors are buried under the ornate tombstones they carved for themselves. After this. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies West. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. For your next vacation spot, check out Texas for their vast landscape of culture, regions, destinations, and activities. Explore 350 miles of coastline and every kind of hiking trail from strenuous to wheelchair accessible. Enjoy world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Travel Texas even offers an online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. It's the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago. People from all over the world are flocking to the city to see the most exciting developments in technology and culture. You've got the original Ferris wheel, the first movie theater, and tucked amid all these wonders and inventions, there's a small booth paid for by the Barry Granite Association. That's B-A-R-R-E, pronounced Barry. Now, for a lot of people, granite might not be the most memorable thing at the World's Fair. But for stonecutters, the granite from Barry was world class. The reputation of Barry's granite spread across the globe, and soon the little town in Vermont began to attract stonecutters from Europe, especially Italy. Today, fewer than 10,000 people live in Barrie, but Hope Cemetery is still bursting with the town's creative heritage. Well, it was opened in 1895, and it was originally designed as a garden park. That's Eileen Galander, a Barrie resident who gives tours of Hope Cemetery. This was a community of immigrants, and they were the sculptors. They were the artists that were doing these stones. And this place was really our outdoor art gallery. After the cemetery opened in 1895, a town tradition quickly developed around going there after church. So on Sundays, they would walk around 
and just see the other members of the community and talk and then just look at the stones and make comments about them. They all knew who was the carvers at the time. They knew who had passed away. They knew the new stones. They knew everybody. And so it was endless debating on who was the best carver, who was the best sculptor. And it still happens today. It's kind of a Barry pastime. At one grave, there's a sculpture of a race car. At another, a couple laying together in bed. At another, there's an ornate airplane. And beyond that, there's a grave marked by a giant soccer ball. But for all the variety you see in Hope Cemetery, Eileen says there's one thing the graves all have in common. So it's kind of an unwritten law that everybody who is buried in Hope Cemetery and wants to have a stone, it must be out of Barry Gray. You hear that? The granite's got its own name, Barry Gray. When you see it in the sun, it sparkles. It's very beautiful. And I think there are something like four stones that have snuck in somehow over the years. And they're probably from French Canadians that brought down some some uh, Canadian pink granite. And they really stand out. They kind of look dirty when they're next to Barry Gray. So now everybody knows it's Barry Gray or you do not get buried in Hope Cemetery. So let's take a tour. One of the first ones that we go to is in the mausoleum section. It's the largest mausoleum there. It's the Venetti Mausoleum. The Venetti Family Mausoleum. And the gentleman, Henry Venetti, was the president of Vault's Granite, and their specialty was large mausoleums. So obviously he had to have one. Henry Venetti was very particular about finding just the right pieces of stone for his family mausoleum. He brought his mother from the old country, from Italy, and she died. And he was busy collecting perfect pieces of Barry Gray granite to make this absolutely perfect mausoleum. And you have to have a resting place or a waiting place for the body to wait. And Henry put his mother in this vault for three years and sort of forgot about her. And they made him move her. And then he had to bring her back to Barry. And then he died. And so he and his mother were both in the vault for three more years before his brother finished this beautiful mausoleum. And she, the the mother, got the nickname as the traveling grandmother because she spent more time on the road after she was dead than she did when she was alive. Sorry if that's a bit macabre for your taste. You might prefer the gravestone of a Mr. Bettini. Guerino Bettini. And he knew, because he was in the granite business, that he was going to die before his wife. Many of the stonecutters died young, like in their 40s. It was a result of all the dust they inhaled while carving granite. The dust contained tiny shards of glass, which resulted in a lung condition called silicosis, or what Eileen calls stonecutter's tuberculosis. So Mr. Bettini knew his wife would likely outlive him. And so he had his stone developed in the form of his favorite armchair that sat in his living room. I mean, it's a big overstuffed chair and the front has wooden-like panels, but they're made out of granite. 
with grapes carved in it because it was known that Mrs. Bettini made wonderful wines. What better place to drink your favorite wine was in your favorite chair. And he made that chair specifically because he knew his wife was going to outlive him and she needed a place to sit down when she came to visit his last resting place. And it's it's a lovely chair and it's nice and cool in the hot August sun. One of Eileen's favorite stones speaks to Barry's rich political history and the radical labor activism of the town's Italian immigrants. Probably the most famous person was a sculptor called Ilia Corti, and that was back in the turn of the century. There's some statues in the center city of Barry that he has carved. He did them all by hand, not even with pneumatic tools. He did them just by just chisel. It's just pretty amazing. And Barry is a big labor town. And back then there were the socialists and there are the anarchists. And back in October of 1903, the socialists were having this huge, big get together. Even though he was one of the anarchists, Elia Corti made his way into the labor hall that night. But the socialist speaker was late. And Elia worked well between the two groups. But he shouldn't have gone to the labor hall that night. There was just, it was just the wrong kind of mood. And there was pushing and shoving. And there were two gunshots. And they landed in Elia Corti's spine. And he died that night. He's buried beneath a most unusual marker, which was carved by his brother and his brother-in-law, both Barry Stonecutters. And it's made out of one gigantic, huge stone. And it's all carved together which is unheard of. And it's a very beautiful stone. It shows him in regular size, sitting kind of with his hand on his arm. And next to him is a pillar and it's cut off. It means the person who was buried there, their life was cut short, so they died very young. He was 30 years old. And a lot of the sculptors on both sides, the socialist and the anarchist, all came and helped carve the tools of the sculptor that are sitting at his feet. And he's buried right there. It's a very beautiful stone in a very prominent place. For Eileen Galander and the rest of the people of Barry, Hope Cemetery is more than just a place to stroll after church. It's the place where they'll be buried one day. So when they spend Sundays in the cemetery, assessing which statues and sculptures are best, It might be their way of talking about who they want to sculpt their own stone. Everybody knows somebody who works in a shed, so you'll be able to get a good deal, or you might know a sculptor that has said to you, oh, I can do that, and you know, just commission me. That's what I did, I commissioned a sculptor. But a lot of people do that, and it's 30 years before they ever use use the plot, but they've got it, and it's theirs, they've got a deed, They don't have to worry. And they certainly don't have to worry because their stone, their own personal slab of Barry Gray, is in the best of hands. Here in Hope Cemetery, flowers bloom forever and the light defines the carver's work. Some of the scalpellini or the carvers believe that when you feel love, that's when you should carve. And coming through 
Hope Cemetery, there's a lot of love. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Dylan Thuris, Sarah Wyman, and John Delore. This episode was reported by Matthew Taub. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. I'm David Plotz, wishing you all the wonder in the world. Talk to you soon. Witness Docs from Stitcher. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.